Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. We've got our first trailer for WandaVision. The DC's upcoming Suicide Squad is getting a TV spin-off and The Simpsons are recasting. Before we get into the bulk of the episode, we have further Disney delays to address. It was only a matter of time. We knew, didn't we? We knew. (laughs) (laughs) What have we got? What has happened? Black Widow has moved from November 6th to May 7th next year. Right. Now, this isn't, this isn't Black Widow's moved a couple weeks, so it's moved no, a month or two. This next is year. six whole months. You know, we will get to the WandaVision trailer. We will. Mm. But that is now the only thing the MCU are putting out this year. It is crazy. And that's December. We, so I reckon... 2020, yeah. They, maybe that was going to be next year, and they're like, you know... It might have been a January, and they were year. like, let's <laughs> yeah. move it up. Well, with Black Widow moving, you know, uh, the way that the MCU is connected and every, you know, it's, they have to... There are things that need to happen in order for things to unfold. It's shifted everything. It really has. Eternals... Yeah, I mean, if Eternals was going to be February 12th of next year, it's now moved to November 5th. And also Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was originally going to be May 7th next year, now July 9th. Well, see, that's something interesting. So Shang-Chi, even though being pushed as well, is now going to be in front of Eternals. So Eternals will be the third film of the year in this lineup where it would have been the second originally. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you were like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I'm just, um, I'm just looking at the numbers. You know, I was going to say Falcon and the winter soldier, that was going to be the first Disney plus MCU show, but they've moved that to next year. I believe that's because Black Widow was supposed to have already come out. And I'm predicting that even if it's something very minor, I think there is sort of like a prelude element to um, Falcon and Winter Soldier in Black Widow. So I think Black Widow needs to come out before. I mean, that's it's, it's speculation. But I mean, we, but I think we, the, um, the, the type yeah. of properties that those two want, like, seems similar you know it's that espionage side of things the i mean that's true you know so I mean? maybe yeah maybe there's something in black widow that needs to happen before falcon and the winter soldier but this movie black widow we know it's going to be a prequel and in an interview somebody asked florence Pugh along the lines of you know so how does it feel taking on the mantle and becoming the new Black Widow in the MCU. And she commented on it and it's like, oh shit, well, okay then. So that's actually a thing. We all speculated that she was <laughs> going to be the new Black Widow. I mean, yeah. That's one thing, you know, you say like Black Widow is a prequel and I mean, yes, it is. It, it, it's been confirmed that it is. Of course it is. He's alive. How much of the movie is a prequel you know we might get to a certain point where it no longer is a prequel or uh what part at the end whether it's a post-credit thing but at some point it could catch up to current events we don't know 
all these movies moving. I'm interested <laughs> in Black Widow. It's going to take a lot of me to get excited about the other movies. It's it's like that, isn't it? Like... <laughs> One division generally looks interesting. So shall we move to trailer talk? Uh, yeah, let's do let's do trailer talk then. And yeah, I guess Wonder or Wonder Vision to say uh, Marvel gets wonderfully weird in in this trippy trailer. Um, we've seen sort of snippets previously in like a sizzle reel type thing, but this is our first trailer, first bit of footage pieced together in some sort of narrative way. Um, the trailer reportedly had 53 million views within 24 hours of. Uh, after airing, making it the highest view count to date for a streaming service TV spot. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I can see how they broke that record. I mean, as I said earlier, it is the only MCU entry this year. Of course, people are going to be flocking to that TV spot and watching it over and over. The spot itself looks really interesting, and yeah, it does look trippy. It seems to be playing up a lot of US sitcom tropes. There's so much happening, like blinking your missy scenes. The bit where Vision rescues, and he's looking like Vision like he does in the Avengers movies, and he rescues Catherine Hahn, she's in fancy dress as a witch, and she's like, I'm not dead, or I'm paraphrasing, I'm not dead, am I? Am I? And she, he's like, why would you think that? And she goes, because you are. And you're like, oh, there's so much interest happening here. Now, this whole series, is it all Scarlet Witch? Is she doing this like, unknowingly? I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'm generally excited for this show. We saw in early um, images her wearing the classic Scarlet Witch costume. Yes, It looks, yes. even now, like it's just for a fancy dress party. But holy crap. Seeing Vision in the comic book accurate <laughs> costume is amazing. Glad they didn't go that way. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we have an opportunity to, to see it, though. Even if it's for a gag or a visual. Just out of curiosity, let's throw it. I don't know. I, I'm... I'm just glad we can see it and we get an opportunity to, to see it. Uh, but yes, this, this trailer, it, I think this is really, I mean, I think a lot of us have speculated about what this will be about, you know, from screenshots that we've seen from the very tiny bits of footage that we got in that sizzle reel. I think this kind of really paints a bit more of a picture. I mean, we still might be completely off with what we think is actually going on here, but you know, like, is this in Wanda's mind? Is it some sort of multiverse type thing that we're delving into already? Is it, is everything just some sort of illusion, nothing to do with Wanda's mind? Like, we don't know, but it's definitely some sort of environment. Is this a real town? Like, I don't know. Can't wait. I'm very excited. I mean, what else have we got? (laughs) I'm going to say, yeah, I'm generally looking forward to this. And if it's going to be, I mean, Disney Plus what they have been doing is releasing their shows weekly. They did it for the Mandalorian and I'm more than happy for them to do that with WandaVision. Just give me one episode a week. I'll be looking forward to the next and that's enough. I'll be looking forward to watching an episode and then dissecting it with, you know, someone like yourself or, you know, like, and being like, Hey, do we know what after this first episode, do we know what the hell's going on? Probably not. 
even then, you know, like, and then each week talking about it. It's a, I reckon it's the better formula. It's the way to do it. I'll get more out of the show that way. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there's some shows where it is good to get it all in one or have the option to, to watch it that way. But The Mandalorian, I love watching that week to week. And I think yeah. it's going to be the same with WandaVision. At the end of the day, however they deliver it to us, Disney Plus needs new stuff of a certain <laughs> quality, not just the cheap stuff that they keep putting, which, you know, there's fun stuff in it, but they need something big. It's been too long. COVID aside, like, they need... We're going to get the second season of Mandalorian before one of their Marvel shows. Like, it's crazy. A month away, October 30th. You know, I was just thinking then, the last thing Disney Plus put out that I really enjoyed was the Mandalorian docu-series. And the thing they put out before that I really enjoyed was the Mandalorian. So, mm. so far, I've nearly... Because I paid for a month, well, a yearly subscription. Yep. That's up in November. And that's what I got out of it. So, come on, Disney. <laughs> but then what if they... You know what? What, what if they got in December that will keep people subscribed after their one year has uh, timed out? WandaVision. The sneaky bastards. Season two (laughs) of Jeff Goldblum. That was fantastic. So I got Goldblum and Mandalorian. Is there a season two coming? Yeah. When? Yeah. When? Why? When? I don't have dates. You put me on the spot. Give me dates. Picked up for a second season. All right. I'll follow that up with you. I'll do a bit of research. Yeah, no, I'm I'm keen. But again, you know, like as fun as that was, cheap kind of production. It's not like one of these. um, Weekly as well. One episode a week. Yeah. Oh, we had fun with that. We had fun. All right. What's our next trailer that we've got? Hellstrom. This is the Marvel show. It will be airing on Hulu in the US. I don't know where or when we're going to get it here in Australia. But on Hulu, it comes out October 16th, all episodes. The opposite of exactly. Vision. You don't have to wait. I think it's going to be a shorter season as well. Um, it's a character I do know from the comics. So I went in thinking, yeah, you know, I know enough about Damon Hellstrom, also known as Son of Satan and Hellstorm. I've got an idea of this character. Watch the trailer. Oh, this is somebody else. This is just a character who's named Damon Hellstrom. I don't know why, but they've taken an L out of his name. So it's Hell, H-E-L. That's a, a decision they've made for the show. In, I, in the, I suppose maybe it's to actually take it away from the hell, you know, know, the heaven hell kind of... No, no, I'm not agreeing with it, but... Uh. At no point in the trailer did they tell you this is a Marvel series. It is. It's I noticed that as well. Char- yeah, it's based on a character... Yeah. From, uh, from Marvel Comics, this guy has gone up against the Avengers and he is a known character. He does have a flaming symbol on his chest in the comics and you see a, a glimpse in this trailer where he's getting it tattooed instead. So he definitely mm. is that character in the I comics. I mean, his chest, at the end of the trailer, his chest kind of bursts into flames, so I suppose... So, I mean, he is gone. that character, but it's going to be... It looks to be a TV version of the character. And again, I yeah. said in the comics, he's the son of Satan. In this TV series, he is the son of a serial killer. So whether that guy is going to end up being Satan, I don't know. 
but it's Damon and his sister on the hunt for bad guys. Yeah. Well, you know, looking at looking at this, um, I guess you know, in a wider scheme of in the wider scheme of things, you know, like Marvel television essentially seems to be wrapping up in every avenue on every other network except for what they're doing with the MCU shows on Disney Plus, you know, WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, all that. You know, they wrapped up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., everything else got cancelled, all the Netflix shows, all the ones on Hulu. And then suddenly it's like, okay, now we've got this new Marvel show on Hulu. What's going on? Why is there now suddenly this rogue Marvel television show on its own? What's happening? And then watching this trailer, like, yeah, there's no mention of Marvel at all. Like, they're not selling it as a Marvel show. Um, you say, you know, it's a known character, not one I'm familiar uh, with anyway. So it's like, it's not like I was like, oh, you know, jumping at it. It looks like maybe, yeah, it's based on, you know, this character and these stories and they, they're probably doing their own thing. I don't think they're going to pitch it as a as a Marvel thing at all. And they, well, they probably not. will. They're really, they're not like they're telling you I mean, that it's a Hulu show. But yeah, I was, but I was yeah. generally quite surprised because do you know what? People know Marvel. Well, that's more yeah. than that. People really like Marvel. So I find it quite surprising that they're not saying, "Hey, look, we're Hulu. Here's our new Marvel show." It's almost like, and maybe this isn't a Hulu. Is it? It might be Marvel Studios. It could be a you know whoever's. In charge of it all these days, and it, well, you know, Kevin, Kevin Feige, he's well, film and TV now. You know, this so it might be like, look, the character is interesting and there's an interesting story, and we want a show about it, but we don't want it to be a part of the our MCU Marvel Studios thing, yeah, let it exist in its own thing, but we still want it to exist, but we don't want to sell it as a Marvel thing, we don't want that cross promotion or contamination almost maybe you know, they it, want to keep it separate it could have been too far into production and they just thought well it's too late to Perhaps. pull it like we'll we'll keep it separate to everything else you go and finish up who knows if it gets cancelled after one season that'll confirm that i reckon <laughs> but it definitely it's got case of the week written all over it yeah it looks like a yeah uh, monster, monster of the week uh, horror show, which is, which is cool. I reckon we'll me and the wife will probably check it out. We, you know, up our alley in that sort of genre. I'm interested. See how it goes. Yeah, I'm interested. But yeah, but like yourself, just generally surprised that like the lack of mention of Marvel when watching the trailer. You thought for sure it would be in there. The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, a new ghost story from the producers of The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, we knew this was coming, but this is a... Is this the second trailer that we're getting? We've seen a teaser. This is the first right. full trailer where... He, even this trailer, it doesn't really tell I mean, you I s- too much. I which, don't which know what's thing. going on, really. I, yeah, yeah. The, the, the last thing I want to do is watch a trailer for The Haunting of Bly Manor and then walk away from that trailer thinking, oh, well, I know what it's going to be then. I don't well, want them to show me too much. I mean, really, what season. do we know? I mean, there's a manor, I'm assuming, which is Blind Manor. These people live in, Another this, uh, in this manor. And it's haunted, yeah. <laughs> Just like that first season, it's, I want to say Mike Flanagan, the guy that did Doctor Sleep as well. So he's the guy right. that directed every episode of Hill House. He's back doing this. 
a lot of the same actors are coming back but playing different roles so they're really treating this series like a anthology series i'm really i'm really excited for it the week this comes out so it comes out uh 9th of october i think it's a friday early for halloween but i'm i'm happy about that a couple of days before netflix give us the new adam sandler film hubby (laughs) halloween so that's a good week for me midweek october adam sandler yeah october first week and then that's it early halloween that's good this looks i mean this looks good this um just like that first season which i think we both agree was fantastic amazing um, this looked yeah. this looks of the same cal- of the same it looks of the same caliber so hopefully um it delivers on that um yeah a lot of returning faces which is great to see because they were all fantastic as well um the pe- like period setting i don't know is, is this like does it look 80s vibe to you or it looks 70s? like definitely 80s at one point, yeah. but I'm not sure if we're going to get different time periods as well. Because remember, yeah, just like the first house, we got multiple time periods there, didn't we? That's true. Yeah. So, but there's definitely an '80s element in some some capacity. It looks good, man. It looks good. I'm excited. All right, let's break into the uh, movie news. And what do we have first? Hawkman is coming to Black Adam. <laughs> yeah. We heard. Right. I'm going to say we'd heard rumours, but more than that, we'd actually seen official concept art. So we knew this character was going to be appearing, but it wasn't until yesterday or the day before that we got confirmed casting. Aldis Hodge will be playing Justice Society of America member Hawkman. And we're getting other members of the JSA as well, Atom Smasher, Cyclone, they're going to be in there. But yeah, this seemed to just come out of nowhere. Like lots of sites were reporting on Hodge maybe having the role. And as soon as those stories got out there, The Rock, being The Rock, jumped on social media and made it official. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know how there's Facebook official, but it's like, it's rock official. It's... <laughs> It's rock yeah, official. He's, he's good. Like, you know, nobody promotes himself as, as well as he does. But yeah, Aldis Hodge, I last saw him as the cop in The Invisible Man. He was the friend. Right, okay, yep. Yeah, so the friend him. of... So I don't know him from anything else, but he was that. really, really good in that. And yeah, we're getting, we're getting a Hawkman. You know, recently... Um, for Sounds Like Comics, we did an episode all about Stargirl season one. And that season, or that series, is very JSA heavy. And there's mention of all the other characters. And Jay and I got to talking about Hawkman and the characters got so much potential. And usually, whether it's, you know, mainly in the comics, but they only really tell that one story. And it's always his origin. And saying that, it's like Indiana Jones, but he's got wings and a mace. Surely... We can get this guy on the big screen, and now it's happening. I mean, it sounds like you're obviously very excited. And I know you're excited because you made this our first story in movie news, so I know you're <laughs> pumped. Yeah, <laughs> just, that, I mean, it's just hearing yeah. it in your voice like you are clearly pumped for Hawkman. <laughs> well, Hawkman, like of all movies to just yeah. pop up in Black Adam, it kind of starts to paint a picture of what this Black Adam movie is gonna be. I mean, you know, it sort does, of, like, yeah, it, it does make it's sense. not a straight superhero kind of character you know he's a bit more 
unique. Well, to most <laughs> people, Black Adam is a villain. To others, that's it. Yeah. He's a he's a anti-hero, but because he, he was essentially like when you watch the movie Shazam, and he's saying that I need to find someone true and worthy because last time it didn't work out so well, the guy went evil, and that was that Black Adam he's talking about. Yeah. So he's essentially, on one hand, he's a bad guy, but on the other hand, he's not. So he's, he's just he's a really layered character. But in the comics, his, his history is really entwined with the JSA. We're really having a moment. Like For years, it's been Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman in the Justice League of America, but now we're getting the JSA. So I'm excited for the JSA in general. But the fact that they're... They're going to debut in Black Adam's movie, and you've got the Rock as Black Adam. It's yeah, it's sounding brilliant. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think they could. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to do some fun stuff with that movie. Like, uh, just keep doing stuff like this. It'll, it'll be cool. All right, Ant Man three. Um, Lovecraft country star Jonathan Majors is joining the MCU for the third Ant Man film. He will star opposite Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. And sources say he's likely to play the villain, Kang the Conqueror. Not confirmed, but but that's what what people are saying. That's what they're all speculating. Now, my question for you: Have you watched or checked out Lovecraft Country? Not yet. It's okay. on my to-do list. I've been very busy watching other things. For the, for the longest time, I was gonna I was gonna recommend it on this episode today. Lovecraft Country, it is fantastic. I'm not something else came up, and I'll throw that in. And I figured this was my excuse to talk about it by talking about uh, Jonathan Majors. So he's the lead character in that show, and I mean, he's a talented guy, and he's got a unique look to him as well. So if he is Kang the Conqueror, I reckon he could pull it off. Well, you're saying he's got an interesting look to him if he's playing. Kang the Conqueror, you're not going to see him <laughs> because he wears a purple mask <laughs> the whole time. He's got a pur- well, purple outfit. But that's the well, comic no, version. The, his, the face is, his face is purple, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's oh, purple. come on. But he, he's covered like head to toe in a costume. Honestly, oh, yeah, oh, yeah it's, it sounds like a. I'd need to check out the show. So it's good it's to amazing. that it's you've got confidence in him as an actor. So me just knowing Kang the Conqueror, and again, I just say it's not confirmed. But if this is the direction that Marvel are going in, I fully support it. Because we've been building towards Thanos. That's done. Yeah. What's next? A big character like Kang. It sounds like we're not going to be getting to Doctor Doom for a while. So use Kang. (laughs) Time travel. There's so many possibilities. I mean, from Endgame, you know, time travel has been introduced we understand the rules of how this universe treats it even though it was a bit shaky there for a sec but uh you know like i mean they we, we understand themselves they did they did but yeah that's that's fine um but where did the time travel stuff you know how was it introduced through the quantum realm sort of elements and where did that come from the ant-man films so it kind of makes sense if kang was to appear with his all these time travel bits and pieces through an Ant-Man film. It's unexpected, but it actually makes what sense. Is it though? Like that first Ant-Man movie. Like no like people watched it and liked it, but oh that was that was a fun, like a fun detour on the way to yeah. these bigger movies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it, yeah, it doesn't Ant-Man, make it, it's unexpected that they would introduce a, a, 
someone like Kang the Conqueror, a huge character like that in an Ant-Man sequel. But because of what the Ant-Man films are, and it, it kind of does make sense. Oh, it makes sense completely. How yeah. integral was Ant-Man to Endgame? Oh, he was, like, you know... It uh, doesn't happen MVP. without Ant-Man. MVP for sure, or that rat. <laughs> but Ant-Man was still integral to all of that. Well, that's, yeah, that's it. You know, recently in interviews, because the Marvel stories broke and Majors is obviously doing press for Lovecraft Country, and he'd been asked, and I don't know if he brought it up or they brought it up, but there's talks of Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, the Fantastic Four, and Majors come out and said that he would jump at the chance to play Mr. Fantastic. So who knows? Oh, Maybe of all places, crazy. we get introduced to the Fantastic Four in Ant-Man 3. Stranger things have happened. They, it turns out they've been there. The family's been stuck in the quantum realm. Hey, since right, the 50s hey. or something? Oh, oh 60s maybe, but oh, 60s, yeah, sure. Yeah, and then they're sort of like out of time. Yeah, they're of so a different kind of go. values and stuff and social. Oh, and then you can have oh, the Jack Kirby designs and the era. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hope you do that. Yeah. Who needs Kang? Give us Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> And not the I mean, boy we version. We got with Miles Teller. Give us a no, grown we getting Reed Richards. But Kevin Feige's come out. He said he's got the next five years planned. And at this rate, it will, I guess it will be the next six years planned because everything's been pushed. But, you know, he said that before all of the, the Fox deal was done. So before Marvel had the Fantastic Four and X-Men and stuff. So I don't see them being introduced anytime soon unless he's happy to re-rig a few storylines, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. King the Conqueror, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from Marvel, Blackish star Yara Shahidi will play Tinkerbell in Disney's live-action Peter Pan and Wendy. She'll join Jude Law as Captain Hook, Alexander Maloney as Peter Pan, and newcomer Eva Anderson as Wendy. Now, are you familiar with, um, with Yara? Not at all. I remember when Blackish first started, and now it's become this massive franchise. Yeah. What's it like? Blackish, grownish, or grown upish, or something. There's there's heaps of them. There's a like one with the well, grandparents. Is there a whole spin off? It like a there's whole so many. series. Of, wow, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't there's, know. there is a lot of them. So no, I'm not familiar with her. But Peter Pan, like this, is the next character that Disney are adapting to. Live action. And she's playing Tinkerbell. Yeah. Cool. Well, we do need a Tinkerbell, you know, and a Peter Pan thing. So it's important. It's she's important. pretty crucial. All right. I wish I had more to say, but that's it, man. <laughs> Harold and Kumar. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, Harold and Kumar star Cal Penn is still on board for a fourth installment. Um, and if it were up to him, the sequel would be set in outer space. Sounds like he's trying to jump on the Fast and Furious bandwagon there. And <laughs> Full disclosure, I added this story when movie news was light. And I like Halden Kumar. So when I heard that Cal Penn was talking about the idea of making a fourth one, I thought, let's talk about it, promote it. Maybe it'll become a thing. What a bizarre 
franchise from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, Guantanamo Bay. And then for the third movie, it's like, you know what? Let's just make a Christmas movie. And that's <laughs> what they did. <laughs> so a strange series of films. And that was Neil Patrick Harris when he was still known as Dougie Hauser and that guy from the opening of Starship Troopers. Way before How I Met Your Mother. Even the Christmas one? No, the first one. Like when he did. Just the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I reckon not. By, yeah, by the time they did the Christmas one, it'd have been known. Was good, yeah, I was going to say, because that was only. At the time, though, that's who he was. He was that guy that used to be Dougie Hauser on TV and then yeah. you know, put his own series. But, they were, you know, they're fun movies, but um, I don't think we will get a fourth. Well, maybe if Cal Penn gets his wish. Well, I mean, Cal Penn's, uh, you know, interested. Is John Cho, is he is That's he key? the big question. <laughs> He's been doing stuff. He's been doing horror movies lately. That's, yeah. He did The oh, Grudge. That one wasn't great, though, was, was it? it? No. Was it Searching yeah, was or Search the... Yeah, that social like media. social media one where he was trying to find his missing kid or something. Yeah, We've that was all right. Away. We've lost our <laughs> Let's just keep on going. So the next story, M. Night Shyamalan has revealed that production has begun on his next movie, Old, which is reportedly inspired by the French graphic novel Sandcastle. Are you familiar with the French graphic novel Sandcastle? I can't say I am familiar with the French graphic novel Sandcastle. The French graphic novel Sandcastle follows a group of 13 people who aren't able to leave a, myster- a mysterious secluded beach that hides a dark secret involving time, which is referenced on the old poster. So maybe it is connected to the French graphic novel Sandcastle. We'll just have to wait a second. Was it, were, we question if it, were we questioning if it was connected to it? No, it's apparently connected. Oh, okay. It's okay, reportedly. The tagline yes, from the poster references the French graphic right. novel Sandcastle. I honestly okay. thought that story was going to be a do-over, <laughs> but let's just keep moving forward. I think. Well, do we do we have comments? Do you have any comments? I mean, look. Um, hey, listen. Shaman, he, yeah. Renaissance. Renaissance. He came back with a vengeance. Like, so I'm keen for whatever he puts out next. I did a quick Google before the show to find out. Um, you, like, what what is this thing? Like, what have we got? Um, I found nothing. There's a poster Maybe. out there. It's like an hourglass, a poster, white a, poster. Yeah. People falling in silhouette. Hey, I'm I'm gonna watch whatever he's putting out. Like, cause he. He had a, a string of bad luck. Like he was doing movies like After Earth. He did an Airbender movie, but then he came back with The Visit. And since that movie, I've been back on board with anything that he's putting out. Split. I enjoyed Glass. Yeah, just give me more. I just hope he's he's not suddenly going to be like old is a is a is a secret sequel to The Visit or something. I don't know. About old people getting crazy. I think it's more likely that it's going to be inspired by the French graphic novel Sandcastle, to be honest. Which we are both a fan of, as we discussed. All right, enough of that. Let's go on to TV news. 
James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is getting a TV spin-off with John Cena's character Peacemaker starring in his own HBO Max series. The series will explore the origins of Peacemaker, the master of weapons and a man who believes in peace at any cost, no matter how many people he has to kill to get it. And James Gunn will write all episodes and direct multiple episodes, including the first. This is pretty bonkers. This I is... almost put this in COVID-19 or the COVID-19 section because this exists because James Gunn was just at home, not able to be in production <laughs> on various projects. And he wrote this screenplay. He wrote the TV series while isolating at home. And just like that, he's changed uh, Warner Brothers' whole model of how they're dealing with their DC universe. Like they, he's 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 now created a TV spin-off it's from crazy. a DC yeah. universe movie, whatever they call it. Is it's it still the be... whatever it's called? Well, that was never official. We talked about it before. That's why I don't want to use it. But I don't know DC what... extended universe. They, they didn't come up with. I don't know with... what to call it now. <laughs> no, there is still an official Facebook page. It's got the blue tick and everything, or the little blue whatever, mm. and it's DC Films. Simple. It works. But it's never officially been used. Whatever. Okay, yes. Sure. But we're getting but, yes. a TV thing, <laughs> spin-off. It's, it's nuts. And it's the character, the actor, that we're going to get in the Suicide Squad movie. Now, the, the name Suicide Squad, you've got to think, and I think we've even been told, <laughs> don't get attached to these characters because a lot of them aren't going to make it out alive. This series is a prequel. All oh, right, so we still could lose Peacemaker. Yes, and in the Gunn has come out and said also, mentioning no names, but expect to see other members of Suicide Squad in this series. I mean... I, I just couldn't believe it. Like when this got announced and they put out this cool comic book style artwork and that's it. That just set the tone straight away. So it looks to be more of what we're going to get in the movie, but on the small screen. And John Cena as a lead. I'm excited for this. And it's, and it's so good that we live in a time where DC and Warner Brothers aren't just about Batman. And yeah. <laughs> to a lesser extent, where we're going to get focus on these other characters. It definitely feels like we're in a different era with with DC. It's yeah, it's it's different, man. It's weird. Um, but what a time to be alive, where where John Cena is the lead in a comic book superhero, <laughs> crazy TV show. But I what <laughs> and written and partly directed by James Gunn. And Gunn has also come out and said that this won't interfere with him getting back to work on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So Peacemaker will happen between Suicide Squad and Guardians. Yeah, this just seems like crazy. I mean, I don't know this character from the comics. I'm guessing you don't either. So our first no, not a clue. <laughs> introduction is going to be on the big screen. And then... Week to week, HBO Max. Here he is. He's got his own show. <laughs> we'll crazy. find out a little bit more about him. It's yeah. It, I mean, that's it. It is crazy. All right, Harley Quinn season three is a go at HBO Max, uh, which is also getting the rest of the of DC Universe's original shows. 
DC Universe Infinite, two years after it launched as a home for scripted originals and library content, DC Universe is officially exiting the scripted landscape and transitioning to a comics-centric platform. So it's done. It's done. Well, it's a new thing, but it's done. It is, but we, we, we kind of thought, I mean, DC Universe, it already included comics, but now what they're doing is they're making everything available and new comics they're shortening the time they'd make it available on the app whereas before i think it was a lot of older comics and why i'm saying i think it's because dc chose not to make it available outside of the us but now they've taken away the scripted content they're making it available worldwide screw you guys I've been waiting two years to have DC Universe available to me and you finally make it available and all the shows have been taken away and put on HBO Max, which at the moment is not in Australia. It's just in the US. And I know a lot of their content are going on either Foxtel or Binge, but still they're not making HBO Max available here in Australia. Yeah, I was going to say right there, I was like, um, yeah, binge. I mean, again, I'm not being sponsored by them. They're not paying me in any way whatsoever. But a lot of the HBO Max stuff seems to be trickling. Like you said, yeah. Fox, Cell or binge, it's there. I've so noticed that. Like, we've talked about Lovecraft Country already, Stargirl, two new shows, yeah. HBO Max made available here on binge. Club binge. Oh, we should probably... <laughs> unofficially sponsored by Binge. Like until he gets it. Yeah, let's, just, let's, let's just back up a little bit. Harley Quinn season three. I mean, that, that was, was the part of the news. And then I, yeah. We kind of got away from it there. Really excited. Season one here in Australia is available on Amazon. Yep. Loved it. Which Waiting goes against exactly what I just said about Binge and HBO <laughs> stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, content's always going to be available somewhere, yeah. but it's a lot neater. Like, if we want to watch Netflix, you just go to Netflix. Whereas, yep. if you're outside of the US and you want to watch HBO Max content, if you want to see an American pickle, you go to the cinema. If you want to watch <laughs> Lovecraft Country, you go and binge. You've got to go and find the stuff. But I'm really excited that we're getting the third season of Harley Quinn. I mean, recently they had that DC fandom event and they were saying, Hey, we're getting, we're doing a third season of doom patrol. And they were checking off all these series that are coming back. And there was no mention of Harley Quinn until now. So I'm glad that they're going to get to continue it because the show is crazy in the best possible way. It's a lot of fun. Oh, we've got a show that's been canceled, a DC show. <laughs> Supergirl will conclude with a sixth and final season next year. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, out of the two of us, I mean, I, I am not you're surprised. not surprised. As a, as a show, as a character, there's a lot to enjoy there. Admittedly, I did prefer the earlier seasons, but there's still something that I get out of it. I do still like it as a show and... Melissa Benoist as Supergirl, Cara Danvers, she's fantastic. But we're getting a Superman spin-off show within the Arrowverse continuity. Yeah, yeah. And when they say, you know, the year we're going to get Superman on the small screen, Supergirl is having a show end 
You're like, oh, okay, I, I just, I'm not surprised. It, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, but I, I, do I, I see... don't know. I don't know the reason why. Like, because, like, in real life, she has just had her first kid. So maybe that could have played into it. Like, she wanted to take some time off. That could have been a factor. Or maybe her story is going to come to a, a natural maybe not even natural conclusion. It could just be a case of like, okay, so we're going to put the pin in it for now. And she could always come back in other shows or... I was going to say, she could have the, the capacity of having a character just feature here and there or where, wherever, you know, but, just pop up. But like last year, Ruby Rose as Batwoman, Melissa Benoist as Supergirl, they had such great chemistry on screen together. They're both gone. I mean, Supergirl we've got for one more season. But essentially, we know it's going to be her last. It's just going to be Grant Gustin as the Flash, as the <laughs> original of the Trinity. Stephen Amell's gone, she's going, and it's just going to be him. Because for the longest time, they were the three. They were the DC Trinity on the small screen. Do you feel like at this point we're kind of coming to almost like a bit of, if you were to segregate it as like one era of like, what are they calling it now? Are they still calling it the Arrowverse or the... No, because I can't remember the name. They've got the like, CW-verse or something, isn't it? Is it's they... called like the CD... It's like the CW World of Heroes. DC... DC... Whatever. The fact that we don't know <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> it's not good. Let's just keep calling it the Arrowverse. Do you think this is like a segregated end of an era of the Arrowverse, like with Superhero coming to an end? I'd, and then we've got kind of like the Superman I mean, show, yeah, and yeah. a new Batwoman. I mean, that really. I mean, Superman. I mean, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Stephen Amell leaving as Arrow was like was a big thing, and then yeah, I mean, th- th- things do need to change. I mean, we got Smallville for ten years. Arrow was what seven, eight years. Flash is still going. Six years of a TV show for Supergirl is not a bad one. It's a good effort. Oh, I mean, that's a good... Yeah. And they know now, before season six, yeah. which I'm hoping means they can tell a good final season, like they can tell a good story. But this is a shared continuity. So just because somebody has a show end or his show end doesn't mean we're not going to see them again in some capacity. So that would be different if it was just her own show, her own continuity, and then the show, and she was going away. That would be different to what's happening here. Definitely. Um, Well, I mentioned Batwoman just before. Uh, We've got our first look at uh, Javicia, Leslie as Batwoman. Probably butchered her name there. What can I do? So this is a shot that she put up herself on social media and then like the DC Comics official social media pages, they shared it. It's essentially, it's her dressed or wearing the Ruby Rose Batwoman costume. So we don't quite know her character, Ryan Wilder, how she's going to become Batwoman in the show, whether she just finds the costume, I don't know. But at the moment, in the image <laughs> first episode she just finds it well we like, don't hey. she could stumble on the back cave I, I don't know it's going to come about but she's wearing the kate kane batwoman costume but we've known before seeing this image 
that a couple of episodes in, she will make the suit her own and make uh, different design choices. So she's going to have her yeah, own put some stickers costume. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not stickers, but she's going to make it. Her own. So whether whether they're going to stick with the red wig, I I don't know. But I'm I'm interested. I mean, it sounds really laboured having to create this new character, bring a new actress in. You know, could they not have just recast Ruby Rose? Would that not have been easier? But anyway, I mean, I did say that, didn't I? But they this. didn't listen to me. I told they're, them to do it. They're doing this. You know, when doing <laughs> research for the uh, Sounds Like Comics Batwoman episode, I found that the half-sister in the show, when that character was originally created for the comic, she was the original Batgirl before Barbara Gordon. Oh. That could have even have been a way to go because she could have still kept it about the family. That would have been, yeah. Because the whole and that would have season... Made that, I mean, that was the one, one of the things I pointed out. I was like, it's it's fine, you know, like to be like, look, yes, there are other characters who have played, who have done the Batwoman suit and identity and all that, but they've made this show with like a supporting cast who have ties to this lead character. Yeah, it's all about it. New, it's like... What are these other? What's the rest of the cast, supporting cast going to do? What's their connection to this new Batwoman? It's I don't know, but I mean I'm not familiar with the show, so I don't even know. I've got no. I watched the whole no thing. I'm very I'm very familiar, and start to finish. And you're confused much... as well, though, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm not confused. It just seems really laboured to have season two be this completely different thing. Whereas mm. start to finish, Batwoman season one was about. Kate Kane, her right, connection yeah. to Alice, the villain, and Gotham, and her being Bruce Wayne's cousin, and all of this. Anyway, we got our first look at Jerisha <laughs> uh, Leslie in the costume. Yeah. Right. I thought that was going to be a quick, punchy news item. No, not the case. No. <laughs> uh, okay, She Hulk. This is a Disney Plus TV show. Tatiana Masolani, uh, you may know her from Orphan Black or the recent Perry Mason TV series. She's in talks to play the lead role in the She-Hulk TV series. This is awesome. Um, Orphan Black, what she does, what this actress does in this show is... Uh, there's multiple like clones of her and stuff like that. She's got all these different personas and personalities and character that she plays. Um, so she's got range, which is good. So I'm pretty sure she can play uh, a green range uh, rage monster and, you know, the lawyer by day. I forget her name, but she hulks uh, human form. <laughs> Jennifer Walters is the that's the one. That's the one. So we've got see Jennifer Walters is the cousin of Bruce Banner. She's mm. in hospital sick and Banner yep. gives her a blood transfusion and passes on the gamma blood, I want to say. <laughs> the, the gamma blood. The gamma radiated blood. But she becomes She-Hulk. But the difference between She-Hulk and Hulk is that she's always green. Always green. And she's not a rage monster. She's got full control of her she's still a emotions. Yeah. She is a lawyer, but she's always green. I can't see them doing that on TV. She is 
I've just thought of like she is always green. Oh, she is because she. I think in my mind, I've just always assumed that she. But I'm like, no, she's always green. They're doing this thing in the comics at the moment where she's like more muscular and she has given to the rage, which is a very recent thing. But I reckon for the TV shows, they're going to go for a more classic interpretation of the character and what it has been until like a year or so ago, to be honest. But on TV, are they going to have a be this big green CG monster, or are they just going to get a muscular actress to paint to paint green? Well, I mean, I'm assuming if she's always green, it's going to be Tatiana. And she's Otherwise, she won't be. She's pretty. She'll sure. only be in the show for the first like ten minutes. <laughs> so you reckon she's going to be her green? I mean, maybe I mean, she doesn't have they, to. If they are doing the blood transfusion thing, and they don't always go with what happened in the comics, they create their own things. But I mean, I'm assuming they're going to have to get the the gamma blood into Tatiana's uh, I mean, thing. What, but what think I, about where yeah. where Hulk is at the moment. Smart Hulk, he's green all the time. So maybe that is true. That is true. Maybe there's something. It's like he needs to give her his blood to save her life. But it's it's but there's even no longer then, that he's still CG all the time. So I'm not I'm not approaching this as one of those fanboys that's saying, Oh, you've been cast as a superhero, have you? You need to hit the gym and get in superhero shape. I'm yeah. not saying that, but this character in particular, like when when she's green, like she's not just like a tall woman. She's huge. I think she's Hulk. She's a she's a she hulk. But we're getting I mean, the fact that this is where we're at now. We're getting a She-Hulk live-action TV series. Like, even now, blows my mind. <laughs> like, there's certain things that, that get announced or happen. You think, I can't believe that's happening. You know, we get DC are putting Peacemaker on TV. Yeah, I mean, Disney I feel like, I still feel like that's more TV. shocking. John Cena's Peacemaker TV. I mean, it is. More shocking than Tatiana's She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah, but there we go. She-Hulk on the small screen. Oh, that's all right. Get that, get that gamma blood into her. Maybe they will actually pump the actress with gamma blood, and because they're like, look, we don't, it, you know, CGI is too expensive, so we're actually just gonna infuse you with. She's either visit. gonna be CG <laughs> or she's gonna be a short green Tatiana. They're the options. <laughs> Maybe they can. They'll do. Yeah, like you said, they'll just get like a, a like a beefy actress to come. Is she right? Like a, the, like they're a female gonna, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, but you, you made a good point. They're not going to have Tatiana and then just use somebody else after five <laughs> minutes. Like Ronda Rousey comes in, just <laughs> tags in. I don't know. They could do it. I'm going to move on. Um, Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. He plays Nick Fury, doesn't he? He will reprise the role in a brand new Marvel series for Disney+. Plus. It's like, you remember Oprah? And you get a Disney Plus show, and you <laughs> yeah. get a Disney Plus show. Look under your chair. You've got a Disney Plus show. Everyone's getting one. It's the it's the thing at the moment, isn't it? And well, we've, I mean, you know, if what's they can't get a on, movie, they get this. That's the <laughs> thing. What's happening at the cinemas at the moment? These actors, surely they're going to be happy at the prospect of getting a gig on TV and getting to play their character there. And Sam Jackson has already played Fury on the small screen. He was in the season one finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's true. And then, 
Did yeah. he pop up again? I think that was the only time. No, I, th- I was thinking he was in the pilot, but that was just Colby Smulders, and then he w- yeah, Nick, uh, Samuel Jackson yeah. was in the yeah finale. That's right. So I remember right. being um, generally surprised by that. But yeah, Fury on, this is on cool. TV. This is interesting. Will it be a Nick Fury show? Will it be? You know, we we all watched Spider Man Far From Home, and you know there was a tease at the end there of or was it? Was it I mean, not a tease. <laughs> we found out that it wasn't in the whole movie, and he was really oh, on a spaceship well, somewhere. Well, that's what I was referring to. I just couldn't remember if that was a post-credit scene or whatever. Um, but yes, he's I'm sure everybody's he's seen in space. The movie he's in point. space, but doing you know, something. This, this is it sword? Is this a sword cool. TV show? I don't know. I, do you know what? They don't need to say any of that. They just give me Nick Fury, the Howling Commandos, doing his thing. Just, just give me that. Just him. Because. Agents of Sword. I'm saying it. <laughs> okay, maybe. But I'm just like Agents thinking, of Shield is done. <laughs> he got a lot to do in Civil, not in Civil War, in Captain America Winter Soldier. He was really good yeah. in that. But outside of that, I think if we're just looking at movies, they're not going to give Fury too much to do. And having someone like Sam Jackson playing the part, Give him something he can stick his teeth into and have him have his own TV show. Yeah. No, I'll be excited for it. It's it's something new. Um, You know, Disney Plus will probably give it to us in like five years' time at this rate. Yeah. Um, And oh, and one more thing (laughs) no superpowers. That's it's a good, it's a good way to go. You know, give us a espionage thriller with secret agent Nick Fury. Give us that. It's funny, it's like we got that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I guess this will be better. Yeah, but honestly, I still have the I, final season. I say that purely because I still, I still have the it's final not season. network television. That's the Right, okay, have. but I, I still have be... the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to watch. Hey, it was fun. It was oh, fun. I was about to put one on the other day until I realized that it was episode three and there's 13 episodes, and I'm like, oh, no, I just can't. It's too many. Ten episodes. But you've watched the first it's, two, haven't you? you watched the first a, two. That, that show is a slog. There is some high points. It's just it got to it, the fun. It just got to a point where I was like, okay, we're just having fun now. It's one. Well, no one's taking this serious. It's not really Colson, but now it's back. But it's not really. Oh, I just you know, I will hey, get to it. They're time travel. They're having fun. It means nothing. You know. Let's just talk Mickey Mouse. It's, Let's. Um, Let's move okay. away. Well, move away me. from Marvel. We'll we'll keep it Disney Plus, but we'll move away from Marvel. Disney Plus is to premiere the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. Animated shorts will be released on November eighteenth, which is Mickey's birthday. This is the same series they were doing. Two D animation. They go for about five minutes each. My eldest absolutely loved this show and I really enjoy watching it with her as well. It was, it's very light. If we're going to compare it to anything, it's like early Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry. So it's, it's fun. It's really worth watching. So the idea that they're going to bring it back with a new title and it's new Disney Plus content, I actually want to say, has me excited. But yeah, this is a fun Mickey show. So it's, a lot of the Mickey shows now, whether it's, you know, the older show, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, or more recently, Mickey and the Roadster Racers, they're aiming yeah. at preschoolers. 
this show isn't that it's older and it's it's a lot of fun i'd put it up there with the recent looney tunes animated series it it's very much in the vein of that so yeah it looks fun yeah, it's going back to i guess the old days yeah of characters just blowing each other up and just having yeah, fun of explosives it, it's a fun <laughs> show I don't think Disney. I don't think that Disney did that. But that's honestly watch cool. this show. I thought that was more of a Looney Tunes thing. But there's an episode in particular. I'll see if I can find you the link. I'll send it you. It's a sure. episode where Goofy is a zombie and his limbs are falling off, and it's it's pretty graphic. It's good. Do I want to? <laughs> I don't think I want to watch. But that's okay. All right. All right. Speaking of cartoons, so we know things have changed uh, in recent days, but but here we are. We've hit a uh, we've hit a crossroads here. Uh, the Simpsons and the fa- and Family Guy. I guess we throw them in there as well. We've got new announcements about casting changes on the Simpsons and Family Guy. So for the first time, I'm not sure about Family Guy, but I know with the Simpsons, this is the first time um, a character or characters will be. Recap have been recast. Um, it hasn't happened. Um, Alex, uh, desert, desert, uh, will perform Carl Carlson on The Simpsons, so taking over from Hank Azaria. And Arif uh, Zahir will perform Cleveland Brown on Family Guy. Give me your thoughts, and I'll tell you if I agree with them. I had no idea that Carl's surname was Carlson. Yeah, we got Lenny Leonard and Carl Carlson. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm unsure on the how to pronounce Alex's surname. Also, I think it's because they've got the little accent on the on the e. That threw me off. That well, threw let's, me off yeah. let's say Alex Dessert. I know him as Julio in the '90s Flash TV series. He was right. Barry Allen's mate in the lab, and years he... later I saw him in Becca. He was in that as well. Yeah, he's the. I forget his name, but the blind guy. Yes, in Becca. In right? Becca. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with Zahir, who's going to be Cleveland Brown on Cleveland. You know, I I don't watch either of these shows. I used to, and I used to enjoy them a lot. And um, so the the casting doesn't really affect me. The the reason for recasting, I see that, but at the same time. The shows have been going for as long as they've been going. More recent shows have made uh, recasting choices. I get that because some of the shows have had one season, maybe two. But Simpsons, what are we talking? 30 years? How long has it been on the air? Well, uh, season 32 will be the next one, I guess. Wow. Well, like, here's where we're at. Like, I know, I know the sentiment behind what what's happening, and and, um, and Hank is oh, with the Simpsons. Hank Azaria, it was actually his decision. He was like, "No, I want this to to happen." Um, but I think I just think we're it's a slippery slope with with things. You know, like we're talking about a cartoon where the person voicing the character does not need to look like the. The image on screen. I mean, obviously, if you if you're creating something new and you 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 feel like it fits and the voice is what you want from a certain person, and it's like, look, if it happens to be a black character and a black actor, yes, it, it makes more sense. That's the voice we want. Well, for sure, go for it. But it shouldn't be. It should all just come down to talent. And I mean, 
you know, Hank's been voicing these, this character for over 30 years now. Like, why change it? And where do we stop? Where do we stop? Like, how many cultures and different backgrounds of characters do we have on a show like The Simpsons? Do we need to get, like, a hundred different voice actors in just to do it? Will, you know, will this guy play Dr. Hibbert as well and every black character on The Simpsons? It's, it's you know what I mean? It's yeah, messy. Yeah, no. yeah. It's slippery and... I'm concerned. And a show like The Simpsons, yeah. it started as, oh, I won't rant for too long, but, you know, it started as, like, television's rebel. It was against things like this, like the the politically correct kind of stuff. And I know there's, you know, there's, a, like I said, there's a sentiment behind it, and I get it. I'll just but, wait, just wait until they move on to gender. And when people find out that Bart Simpson's voiced by a woman. Well, well that's it. Like, <laughs> I mean, where does it start? Is she out of a job? Does a little boy get cast? Like, what are they gonna, they're, I mean, yeah, they're literally going to have to... It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, there's, there's other things going on in, like, the, the film world and, and stuff, you know, like Ron Howard's being criti- criticised for taking on a project where it's a story about... I guess like Asian culture is a part of the film that he's making. And it's like, you know, it's being said that, well, he shouldn't be the filmmaker because he's a, he's a white dude. And it's like, well, you know, he's got talents. Let him, let him use his talents. It's, it's crazy. I'm okay, done. good. Okay, good. Let's, um, <laughs> let's talk about the dark crystal age of resistance. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. It, People actually, like this show. <laughs> Let me just back that up. Let's talk about the Emmy Award winning for yeah. <laughs> Outstanding Children's Program, The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. The reason why we're talking about it here today, it's been cancelled. We're this not going to get a second season. Netflix. So again, Emmy Award Netflix. winning. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, Netflix are the guys who, who save shows. They pick up a cancelled show and give it new life. You know, something like Luf, uh, Lucifer or, you know, like they'll, they'll pick something up and be like, nah, we got this. Who that picks first, it up when Netflix cancels it? That That's first nuts. season must have been so expensive to build everything. They've done that bit. They've built That's the puppets. They've That's made them. Yeah. But like if they were looking at it, yeah. all like, look, it was a pretty expensive show. We can't do a second one. It's like, hang on, haven't you? Haven't you already used the money? Like it, it's it's sad. I mean, I will admit, I have seen that movie many times when I was a kid. I've not seen the Netflix season, but seen yeah. But I've heard so many good things about it, and I'm really sad for this news because a good friend of mine in the UK, like she's a massive fan of that movie and really enjoyed this series. So for her, I'm gutted that they're not doing any more. But I mean, is this a thing? Like, how many Emmys have Netflix won? Is that a thing that they do? I'm just surprised that they pulled the pin on a Emmy award-winning show. I mean, that's good press. Like, it's you know, pretty You've bizarre. made a thing that people like. But I reckon someone, another network or streaming place or whatever they're all called these days, will come along and be like, and like you just said, the development is has been done the costs are to build and is there you know obviously they might spend a bit more to do a few more things and just you know daily operations will obviously cost money but i think a a network will come in and be like hey 
cool, all the heavy work's done. Let's just swoop this up for a price tag and keep going with it. And I reckon, yeah, I reckon it's not done. I don't think it's done, but obviously with Netflix it is. Uh, the Boys, though, definitely not done. We're getting a spin-off, actually. Um, it's at, yeah, in the works at Amazon, the new series will be set at America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes and run by Vought International. Years and years ago, I got all the trades together with the boys and read them, and there was one spin-off, and it was I'm pretty sure it was called Herogasm. So I'm not quite sure. If, and that was like young superheroes. It was like a like a boy's take on the Teen Titans. So whether it's going to be that or, or it's a new thing altogether. But yeah, this is a hugely popular show, a massive hit for Amazon. And yeah, spin-off. What are your thoughts? I mean, I loved that first season of The Boy. Like, I can't remember if it was my favourite TV show of the year. or It was definitely my top three of... It was fantastic. Um, I haven't checked out the second season yet. I think I'm waiting to, even though this is against what I do, but I'm waiting for it all to, I think, be done so I can just like smash through it. Um, but yeah, like you, like you said, I've heard great stuff about it, and I think Homelander's being focused on this season. Uh, yeah, so I mean, a I, centerpiece. Like, yeah, I, I've watched the happen. first the first three episodes of of this season, and it's just. It's just a case of like there's so much happening. There's so many other shows to watch. It's just finding time. And yeah, I'm not like quite it's, sure it's... if the first season was like this, but every episode is at least 60 minutes. It's like it's a full hour. And some I remember of them, them being pretty long, yeah. Right, okay. Because I think one upcoming episode is like one hour and nine minutes. Like It's really, really quite long. So it's just finding time. It's a lot easier to find time for a half hour or 45-minute show. But yeah, no, a spin-off, man. I'm, I'm all for it. Like, why not? I mean, if it's crap, it's like... I don't fine. think it, it's all don't, good. Yeah, I, I don't no, think I don't it think it would be. be. But if, I, even if it was, yeah. it's a spin-off. You can ignore it if you want to. Like, yeah, I mean... The, stupid crossovers and stuff. The show is huge. Um, they're, they're currently putting out a new comic. I think it's called Dear Becky. So, like, The Boys, like, it's, it's huge right now. So, yeah, they're doing a spin-off. Well, that's it for that's it for TV news. Um, let's move into our recommends. I'm going to recommend something that I've potentially recommended before, but it would have been series one. <laughs> and if I haven't recommended it before, I've recommended it a second time or a first time. But I, okay, series two of Ghosts. It is <laughs> yes. a fantastic show. If you're unfamiliar, the series follows a collection of ghosts from different historical periods haunting a country house while sharing the house with its new living occupants. The woman of the house, I can't remember that first series, she bangs her head or she gets electrocuted. Something happens, but she's the person in the relationship that can see the ghosts and she communicates with them. And the show is just bloody hilarious. It's a half hour comedy. Um, in the UK, it was made available on BBC One. Here in Australia, you can watch it on iView. But in the half-hour comedy, they pack so much, and there is such a large ensemble. But everybody gets their moment to shine. It's got drama. It's got humour. 
It's absolutely fantastic. The series is written and performed by many of the cast members of Horrible Histories and Yonderland. If you're familiar with those shows and you've not seen Ghosts, that should give you an idea of the tone. But it's great. It's really, really good. I, I can't recommend it enough, and I've potentially recommended it for the second time. Fantastic show. I'm fairly certain you, you have, but like you said, I, I guess it must have been that first season or series. Um, so that's fine. All good, man. Yeah, absolutely. So if I it's have recommended it before, <laughs> I'm recommending series two. Honestly, it's that good. It's it, that good. It, it's it is solid. Like it really is. And the the whole first series is available on iView. So you should honestly, not just the listeners, you Jason, check it out. It is me like me personally. Solid. I've got yes, to. You, it, it's brilliant. And I'm saying it's a half yeah. hour comedy. If you watch it on iView, there's no ads. It's twenty minutes. Give it a go. It's good. <laughs> Pulling out all the stops with the <laughs> incentives to it. All right. This past fortnight, since we've last uh, did a movie show, usually I'm like, oh, I haven't really got anything to recommend. I've had so many things I've come across just like, oh, that's, that'd be a hell good recommend. Like, this is good. So much good uh, television. I even saw a movie that I was like, it's, it, it, you know, pretty decent. Um, but the one thing stood out the most, um, it's a season that I've watched all the way through in a, in a week, Euphoria. It's on binge. There it is again. It's on binge, mate. So many, so <laughs> many good things. HBO, like it's fantastic. Um, I didn't think I would be into this, but you know, it's it's about sex, drugs, friendship, love, trauma, addiction, all sorts of stuff. Zendaya's in it. She just won an Emmy for her role, which might have been what made us go and watch it but it is a fantastic show um i mean i was like it's it's gonna be very teenage audience orientated but i don't think i don't think it is i watched and i was just like this is full on this is like adult drama with young people but it's 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 full on and eight episodes hbo so you know you do have those like 50 minute episodes 100 and not, uh, one one hour nine minutes like the boys and stuff but no great show great show lots of I, mean, I can't really say much about it it's just those descriptive words i gave just before it's that's what it's about it's about all these all these things i've heard a lot about it and all positive like i've heard about it on the other podcasts that i listen to and yeah the empire um pilot tv podcast they rave rave about it and i think yeah for good reason like uh, they know what they're talking about um they're right i agree it's good so um once again get binged they don't sponsor me but um they could if they wanted to all right um as always we've got a bit of trivia i thought i uh, with this with this new nick fury tv show on uh disney plus on its way in the next 10 years hopefully um i thought i'd just in case i know you Luke, you you are familiar with it but i just wanted to point out to the audience that there was a nick fury tv movie back in the day back in 1998 on fox which potentially could have been a pilot to a nick fury tv show i am talking about nick fury agents agent of shield it was written by David Goya and directed by Rod Hardy. Six million dollar budget, starred David Hasselhoff. 
that's the trivia. <laughs> Nothing fun about it. I just wanted to draw attention to it and tell people to stay away. I've watched it many years ago. All I remember, Nick Fury lives in a cave. That's He's it. A secluded that's man. All, He's a secluded that's man. That's all I remember. And you mentioned David S. Goyer there, who went on to write all three Blade movies, directed Blade Trinity, and co-wrote the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, man. He's like he's done good stuff. And like, then he went and did you know. Krypton and Goya has done so much stuff. Ah, like he's but a early, talented man. We've all got to start somewhere. Career, he um, <laughs> he was involved with David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. So there you go. All right, it wasn't his fault. A couple <laughs> of years later, he was working with Wesley Snipes. It came it came good at the end. It came good. That's where it all went so yeah not a yeah i just figured let people know about that if they in case they didn't know all right um there's something we should probably address and tell the people before we uh wrap up here um we've got a few more reviews to do um in the next couple of weeks or for the next month or so um but for now this will be our last movie show for the year i am the reason <laughs> um i am having a a child not myself my wife but i helped you don't need to get into that and hey we've all been there <laughs> not, not there but you know i'm children <laughs> myself Whew, it's got a hot it is here. my kid right it is yeah, my kid. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, so we are taking a short hiatus. That film, Stu, is. And as you say, we've got more reviews coming. What have we got? Uh, An American Pickle, Hubby Halloween, Batman, Death in the Family. We're going to make a point of doing that. I think um, that was it. I think. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think that's it. We had like Wonder Woman scheduled, but you know. <laughs> Black Widow, James Bond. I'm sure he's going to move. So it's almost like <laughs> Hollywood is working to your schedule. They know you're going to be unavailable. So they're going to move it. everything to next year. So yes, so that film's <laughs> Cat's due. out of the bag. I caused this <laughs> pandemic. Oh my I mean, God. <laughs> that film's due. We're all about being current, whether it's the movie show or movie reviews. So that will be going on hiatus for... The rest of the year, and we, we say rest of the year, we're talking a couple of months, but rewind and review. I know you're going to be getting together with Rob and you're going to be putting some episodes together and I'll be continuing with Sounds Like Comics and you, Jason, will be a guest on a couple of those. So although... Yeah, we're going to... We'll bank a few before, uh, before we will. the little we guy will. comes. And, and uh, I'll still continue to get together with Jay. Like We've got heaps of shows planned the podcast, in some form, will carry on for the rest of the year, uh, but we're not going to be doing that film stew until the beginning of next year. Sounds good. Sounds good. So now everybody is caught up <laughs> to speed. I guess we we're waiting um, for the right time or place, and we kind of figured the last movie show would be the time to do it. We'll just slip it in there and hope everybody listened to this episode. So, Otherwise, they won't know. Let's mention it when we do American Pickle. Just uh, then at least we we'll mentioned can isolate, it twice. Can we isolate this bit of audio and just like... Copy and paste? Yeah, and then we can <laughs> put it out as like a disclaimer of something. I don't know. Oh, we'll put something up on social media. But again, it's one of those things where that film stew isn't going to be coming out like it has been. But if yeah. you're subscribed to us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, where you get your podcasts... 
you're still going to be getting new content in your feed. I can just post like an ultrasound and just write be right back. Okay. Just nice and simple. See what or we happens. can just leave people with this message. I'm sure that I'm sure that'll suffice. <laughs> All right, that's that's it for our movie show um, and the movie show for the year. There we go. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Enola Holmes. Sounds like comics have a new episode looking at Stargirl season one and rewind and review recently went back to 1995 to relive Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Stay tuned for our upcoming review of An American Pickle. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See ya soon. Well, we got reviews. Yeah, soon. Yeah, still works. <laughs> <laughs>